Hello, all you bookworms. I'm Oliver, back once again with another episode of Bookward. And for this episode, we're going to be doing the book To Kill a Mockingbird. And I personally love this book. I just read it recently. It's a really great story, and I'm really excited to be doing this episode. Um, but before we get into the episode, here is the spoiler warning. So if you want to read the book and you don't want to hear this yet, um, here's your chance. Uh, but if you do want to hear this episode and you're excited to hear about the story, then we can get right into it. All right, and we are now on to topic number one, which is going to be um, the effect that characters like Atticus, um, Ismani, and Calpurnia, um, and their effects on Gem and Scout's life, which is really important throughout the story. So we will start with Atticus, and he's important. They all kind of teach him the same lessons. They, um, you know, Atticus has this like just massive intelligence. He's always calm. He always views things with a level head. Sex exemplary behavior. Um, Atticus is respected by everyone. He has to, you know, he is given the highest honor of protecting this town. He does. He does the things that the people in everyday life can't do to keep um, make them safe. He is their moral backbone. Um, he is always turned to in times of great trouble with the Tom Robinson case, the rabid dog, the death of Miss DuBose. He always comes up because he needs to help these people because they can't help themselves because he's the moral backbone of this town and he teaches um, his children. He shows the lesson of always being understanding of people and always to find the good, even if there isn't a lot of good to find. Like with Bob Ewell, he doesn't, you know, he spat in his face and he doesn't get mad at him he doesn't say, oh, he's stupid and he's an idiot. Like, he doesn't get frustrated. He just, like, forgives him the second he does it. And he just says, Bob Ewell is mad because I took away his dignity. He doesn't, you know, get mad at him. He doesn't retaliate. He just accepts that Bob Ewell is mad and keeps going. And that's such a huge example that, like, even people in today's world need to learn just to walk away and just forgive people. Um, and then, of course, Miss Mahdi, she kind of teaches the kids when Atticus um, isn't around. She really reinforces his philosophies on life and being kind and she teaches the children a lot about Atticus himself she tells them about how he was one shot finch and all these other things about his life that he hasn't told them so that they can kind of relate to him more but also understand that like he's not just some old man who's a lawyer because that's how they view him they view like when they talk about other parents they think it's cool to like play pool and stuff like that and Atticus doesn't play pool and he doesn't shoot guns and he doesn't go hunting but to know Miss Mahdi shares the stuff about his life so that they better understand that he did do it but now he doesn't want to it's not that he can't it's that he doesn't want to and then of course Calpurnia who also reinforces that reinforces these teachings she's largely responsible um for teaching Scout and Jim um about what it means to be a good person when looking at the community around them, like address people kindly, um, never be rude to others. We see it with the Cunninghams when Walter comes over, respect your guest. He could want to eat that tablecloth, but you won't tell him no because she teaches them how to, she teaches them how to have manners. Yeah. She just makes them nice people. So these three characters really, enforce the teachings for the children to learn to be respectful people when they grow up and to always look at things Atticus says 
you know, you don't know what it's like to be another person until you climb in a skin and walk around for a minute. Like he's teaching them to always be, they are all teaching them to be understanding of people, even if it feels like those people don't deserve understanding or if they're the worst people in the world, like to always understand, like try to view it from their point of view and just try to not jump to conclusions and get into fights and just view everything with a level head and just be a virtuous person. That's really a lot of their teachings is teaching these children to be virtuous, to be kind people. And I think that they're really important to the development of Scout and Jim throughout the story. Welcome to KABC Radio News. And today we have a special announcement. The trial of Tom Robinson will be in one month time. Atticus Finch has been appointed to be his lawyer. We'll see how it turns out in one month. See you real soon, folks. All right, and we are now on to topic number two. And in this one, we're going to talk about the um, growth of Jem, Scout, and Dill throughout the story and how they change. And what better way to start it off than um, Boo Radley, their very first fear. they As children, they feared even walking in front of the Radley place. They would run right across the sidewalk to make sure that they weren't standing in front of it too long. They would never go on the property. Heck, they wouldn't even go near the property because they believed Boo Radley was Bigfoot, like huge footprints, seven feet tall, eats raw squirrels and rabbits. And uh, he's, you know, he watches people through their windows. He's a murderer. He stabbed his dad in the knee. He'll kill you the first chance he gets. Um, Stuff like that. Those really like they listened to all the rumors that adults used to stereotype and label Boo Radley as this monster. They're listening to all this um, stereotyping and labeling that's kind of clouding the truth about Boo Radley, which is that he's not a bad person and he's not a monster. He's just a regular person. He doesn't, you know, he's not Bigfoot. Um, and stereotyping and labeling is also really important when we talk about um, Dolphus Raymond because people can't understand like, oh, why is he, you know, he's a white person married to a black woman in the 1930s, and people just cannot understand that in the 1930s. Um, and so that's why he drinks. So then it gives them something to stereotype and label him like Dolphus Raymond. He's drinking again. He can't do anything better than that. That's why he's, you know, uh, has the family he has when, you know, that's also Dolphus Raymond trying to like give something um, that the people can understand versus like, that's just how he wants to live. That's how he likes to live. And again, that's, uh, it's hard for them to understand Boo Radley. Like he doesn't want to come outside and, you know, he did make some mistakes in childhood, but it doesn't make him like a monster. And, you know, that's stereotyping and labeling is huge in Maycomb. And we see a really, um, huge chunk of growth when, uh, Scout and Gem are no longer afraid of Boo and they don't think he's Bigfoot or this horrible monster who eats raw squirrels. They still are curious about him, and they still probably think that he's probably a weird guy. But then um, Jem also has uh, one quote that he says where he says, maybe Boo Radley is, um, stays inside because he wants to be there. And that's really important. It's not that he can't. It's that he wants to, like Dolphus Raymond. It's not that, you know, Dolphus Raymond is drinking or he's a drunkard. It's that he wants to live like that. And it's that Boo wants to stay inside. He just doesn't want um to have anything to do with Maycomb because maybe we see the stereotyping and labeling people use and you know Boo Radley doesn't have the best rap so him going outside you know he could there are a lot of things that could go wrong for him and then 
Uh, skipping from Boo Radley, we can go to Tom Robinson's trial where they grow a lot in uh, Dill's loss of innocence um, of him seeing this trial on Tom Robinson and, you know, uh, Atticus um, teaching Gem and Scout that not everything is fair. Dill sees that, you know, they're saying all these mean things about Tom Robinson, even though he's a grown man, they address him as boy. And, you know, even though he felt sorry for Mayella, they yell at him and say, you shouldn't be sorry, like, and all this stuff. They're really mad about this. And Dill, you know, is crying because it's not fair and he knows it. And that kind of, he really sees the truth about Maycomb and racism in the 1930s. And that's a lot of growth for him to understand that and to see, like, it's not, you know, the world isn't completely fair. And then a lot of growth for Scout and Jem to see also that the world is not completely fair through Atticus explaining, yeah, they condemned him and they'll do it again. Like... They get to see that, you know, Maycomb isn't this perfect little town and it has, you know, it's it's problems and that its problems are racial prejudice and stuff like that and how they stereotype and label and how they need someone to blame for things that they can't explain or don't understand. They need someone to frame a scapegoat that they can go to when I don't understand it. Oh, he must be doing something wrong or he must be a bad guy. And that's really how Maycomb functions. And they grow to understand that you know uh it's not always a fair place and the world isn't fair and that's that's a lot of growth throughout the story they really grow and change as characters and i think it's a really great part of the story and i really love reading uh about it um but i think that's enough for topic two and in just a second we'll go on to topic number three hello folks and welcome back to kabc news radio We've just gotten news that Tom Robinson has been found guilty in his trial against Myella Ewell. He will be sentenced to prison for life, and maybe worse. Stay tuned as we get more news to you. All right, and we are now on to our third and final topic, which is going to be the symbolism of a mockingbird in To Kill a Mockingbird. And um, we hear him first. We hear a mockingbird first brought up when Jem asks Atticus when he got his first gun when he was a boy, and he says his father said he could shoot anything he wanted, but it was a sin to kill a mockingbird. And they say that because you know mockingbirds don't hurt anything; they don't eat people's crops; they don't do anything but make music for people to listen to. So why should you hurt something that never does anything to you? Um, but another thing that's important about the mockingbird is in this story. It symbolizes innocence. So when we say to kill a mockingbird, it's not to kill like an actual mockingbird. It's to kill innocence. And we see um, this idea of innocence and its destruction throughout multiple characters. You see it through Tom Robinson, Dill, Jem, Boo Radley. Um, and we see it, um, you know, when Dill sees uh, Tom Robinson's trial and he starts crying because he sees... This world, like, it's not fair. He didn't do anything. He's not guilty. They condemned him with, like, almost no evidence. Like, it's crazy. Like, everything was going against Bob Ewell and Sheriff Hectate, and they still condemned Tom Robinson. And that just shows Dill, you know, he says, I'm going to be a clown when I grow up, and I'm going to laugh at people because they might as well be riding broomsticks, right? Because he, his, that's his innocence being taken, him realizing that, you know, life isn't fair and everything that should happen doesn't always because people are scared and confused and they need somebody to blame for something. And that's really important. And we see Jem 
when his father Atticus loses, when Atticus loses his case, even though everything Atticus has said was, you know, really should have won uh, Tom Robinson his freedom, but it didn't because, again, people need someone to blame, and that just showed. And then uh, Atticus explaining, like, I know it ain't right, but they did it anyway, and they'll, they'll do it again because, you know, this world's not a fair place, and it's, you know, a black man going against a white person in the 30s. Like, those times were, like, very racially prejudiced and we see it in how people address tom robinson in the court trial and how he's treated and we see it in you know white people are sitting in the rows and then there's a colored balcony like that's how the 1930s was so you know it was odds were already against tom robinson even if all this evidence it would have to they'd have to have like a security camera footage proving that he was never there to even get a chance of proving his innocence which is just crazy like it's not fair to that and that just kind of squashes gems innocence and then tom robinson you know nothing he never did anything wrong he's like he's like a mockingbird he never hurt anybody all he did was ever help my yule and he gets sent to prison he all he ever did was try to help her because she was lonely and you know he helped her fix stuff around the house he was a good person he never hurt anybody but he got condemned and that's why he ran because that was the only thing he could do was try to run out of that prison. That was his only shot at escaping. Like he was there for the long haul now because people weren't just going to change their minds. Like they were made, their minds were made about Tom Robinson, you know, and that's just what happened. They, there was no more, there's nothing else Atticus could really do for him. And Tom Robinson, well, I mean, Atticus did have options, but Tom Robinson had given up hope and he had lost that innocence to believe that he still had hope. And Gem and Scout's last name, conveniently Finch, is another type of small bird. Um, and it kind of, we can kind of compare that to how, you know, they are vulnerable to the racist world that is Maycomb in the 1930s. Like, it really, Maycomb really treats the innocents harshly. Like, they don't get to view things as fair. They get to see how people are when they're angry, when they're mad, when they're confused. Like, they saw Maycomb when it needs somebody to blame for something wrong that happened. They saw Maycomb when they wanted someone to frame for this crime that never even happened. They see Maycomb when they need something to blame for something that happened that they didn't understand. And I think that's really important in the story. But I think that's enough of this topic, and we're going to end the episode off uh, right after this. Hello, folks. This is KABC News Radio, and we have just gotten news that Tom Robinson has been shot 17 times and has, in fact, been killed. He had attempted to break out of prison, but his plan was thwarted. We'll be back with more news. See you next time. All right, and that is the end of our To Kill a Mockingbird episode. I Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you learned something that you didn't know about To Kill a Mockingbird, and maybe recommend the book to anybody that you know, because I think it's a great read. Um, I will be back with more episodes, I hope, real soon, but until then, keep reading. <laughs>